2: Hello, and welcome to Maths Hysteria, a podcast all about Married at First Sight, with me, Omar Abid, Sarah Clark, at Sarah Clark Celebrates on Instagram, and Claire Limerabid. Right? Oh. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Right. right? Right. We're in there. I'm so eager to get to the episode. We that, can't
0: even say hello, you're so keen. <laughs> yeah. Hello. But,
1: hello um, we,
2: should, we did mention that we'd been to a wedding over the weekend. Oh.
1: We did, we went to a beautiful wedding Two out
0: out of three of us did
2: Yeah, you thought, fuck him. you're not bothered
0: (laughs) (laughs) Changing my mind, I don't care Good food poisoning. Good food poisoning. I food poison, was so unbelievably ill, it was
2: horrendous. Yeah. Oh, bless so I'm you.
0: very, very sad. Well, you
2: it. had to go out the night before. Got to go see Jesus Christ
0: Superstar. <laughs> <laughs> I know that poisoned me. Yeah. <laughs> That's not good, is it? Yeah, some Palmer something hand. poisoned me, which was not nice. So. Bless you. I know, it's
2: so bad. You re- you've it. recovered very well. Mm. But yeah. Yeah, I know, it's bad. I missed you it's weird, oh, no. I've not been to something like that now it's been going a few... to a wedding
0: on your own when you're married
2: it feels weird well it was
1: bit. funny because there was moments where I found myself gravitating towards Omar and then I was <laughs> like oh my real husband's over there <laughs> and I was just chatting to Omar Omar was in a delicious pink suit which I really
0: liked well pinky purple yes thank
2: it was you was lovely
0: yeah oh well, we'll put a, we can put a picture on our social media of that <laughs>
2: And then um, I'd look
0: people across who the were interested and be like, oh, in hi, Johnny. <laughs>
2: <laughs> in, in other Omar fashion news, I'm wearing my Aaron jumper today in honour of... Uh, Paul. PCB. PCB, yeah. It is Chris Evans' Knives outlook, mm. look. <laughs> so, Get the pole on. Yeah.
1: Who wore it best. <laughs> yeah. You're looking good, Omar, but Paul, he's just... Oh, all he's right. A, he's Christ. a dreamy hunk of a <laughs> man. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so, you missed our readings then as I well. I did.
0: I did so I don't I you didn't missed get... you
2: missed Sarah <laughs> crying almost instantly Did
0: anyone own. get a video of either <laughs> reading
2: I realized about 2 three lines into your start and it's like shit I should be videoing this because yeah. no one else was doing no, it no I
1: think a capsule of just being in the room at the time oh. is enough yeah. Yeah. yours was funny mine was a soppy one as predicted <laughs> but yeah you made everyone laugh I made some people cry so yeah. I'm yeah.
2: happy I'm I thought there would be people joining in because now oh. I can say obviously that um, I did uh, a, some lyrics from a song for the bride and the groom and the brides was independent women by Destiny's Child, mm-hmm. and I thought there would be a bit of call and response, but there wasn't. It just ended up be, being me reading out all the yeah. bits that I thought they were gonna yeah. they were gonna say. But yeah. it's fine. It, I did end up cutting it short. I didn't bother doing the chorus because I thought ah, this is gonna <laughs> this is gonna um, go Uncle, to... push
1: it too far. <laughs> yeah,
2: uh, and then you, uh, I'd
1: written something, but it's soppy. But yeah,
2: know. Oh, it was very nice. It was genuinely quite yeah. moving. I'll
0: That's what it. you need at a wedding some laughter some tears yeah,
1: you need fight. both oh was there a fight?
0: no <laughs> anyway, anyway moving on to
1: the real deal of the episode yeah, last right. night
2: this is what I was eager to say Man, sorry okay. yeah. I fucking knew Brad was a dick know. <laughs> yeah. I judged him I judged him just from the way he looked which wasn't fair but it's hard to say it's not fair when you've been vindicated and proven right. Yeah. I wasn't the only one.
1: It was really uncomfortable, wasn't Mm, it? It was. Really uncomfortable. We're talking about when Brad and Shona were on the sofa and he started laying into her for her personality. personality. And as a forgetful person who loses their
0: passport, I felt very personally. (laughs) But she didn't lose it. She lost it. In her bag. <laughs> That's what he said. Yeah, you lost he, your passport. Why don't you
2: have it's it? It's in her bag. You know the thing is, right? The irony is of all this, all the stuff he said would annoy me. But it's oh, it like, would, yeah. It would. It's, it's like, re- like if you're going through through an airport, like have your passports. To- I've, t- I've <laughs> taken your passport for you through. Normally, <laughs>
0: what we do because we've not been abroad together until we got married. Uh-huh. So there was no like figuring out how we travel together oh until it was gosh, too late too because late. of the pandemic. But what we we fell into a pattern, didn't we, of you just had the passports. Yeah. And that was better. That's fine. It's an easily solved issue.
2: I know where it is instead of having to go through the whole, oh God, where's my passport? Where's my passport? <laughs> Why don't you have a designated pocket?
1: <laughs> oh, <laughs> and I think this is how Brad feels about Shona, but she she took it, didn't she? she yeah. What was really sweet was that she was obviously thinking i should have asked different questions i wish she'd asked different she was like i want to hear what he loves about me but she accidentally asked what do you not like about me and he didn't even take a breather he said three or four things without even yeah he was like this 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 all annoys me and the bubble
0: was burst immediately you could just see it fall yeah Yeah. the look on her face her face just froze in that sort of like what is happening here? I don't know what to show yeah, on my face. Yeah. I don't know what to show on my face. I have to just listen. I have to just take it in. Her face just sort of froze. It was it was so sad. I felt really sorry for her. It was, it was like he'd
1: been given permission to say all the things that'd been bugging him because he yeah. didn't take a breath, he just came out with it. Yeah.
2: But the thing I was gonna say, it's stuff that would annoy me, but he should have acknowledged if he was desperate to get this stuff out there that these are all relatively superficial things, like right? mm. everybody's going to going to have stuff that annoys you if you know, if you're in a relationship with them. But yeah. They're all kind of minor minor, minor but then
1: some of his questions were so leading when he was like, "What is the <laughs> okay. biggest responsibility in your life?" And you guys are dog parents, like having a dog is a big responsibility, having a house having is, a, house, is yeah. a huge responsibility, but he made it seem like she was like this poly pocket plastic person with no yeah, with yeah, nothing yeah. going yeah. on in her life. Yeah. I have a child.
2: (laughs) There we go. There it is. As soon as he started down that route, the number of tweets that came in under under one of ours just said, Oh, I should be matched with Alyssa. I have a child. I have a child. Like, mate, not like some, you know, uber responsible person. But didn't he have an
1: accident? Like, no child wants to be called an accident, but he was 18. I I presume he didn't choose to have a child. So he's almost weaponizing his own like, lifestyle Mm -hmm. that he didn't pick against her. Yeah. You set her up to lose there. There was no way she could win. Yeah, (laughs) Magic up a pretend child. (laughs) (laughs) I forgot to tell you, I've got a child. (laughs)
0: They're
1: 10. I've got triplets. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I'm still a complete shit show of a woman and I have two children. (laughs) So I don't think it means anything. Yeah. Like I'm still the one losing my passport and forgetting things. And like I'm the Shona. But I have kids. So I don't think kids magically make you a type A person. And they don't...
0: I mean, obviously, you have to be responsible for them sometimes. (laughs) But sometimes. You've got to teach them the
2: manners, is what he
0: said. That was a strange comment as well, as if she didn't have manners. Anyway. But he set her up to lose there. There was no way she could win. And if they'd had conversations about their lives, which they must have, he knows she has a house. He knows she has a dog. So why then ask her what do you feel is the highest level of responsibility mm. you've had? It was had? so condescending, things. wasn't it? Yeah. it was so condescending. And you could see her
1: just crestfallen. Yeah. And then layered onto that, we found out that he'd been talking about <laughs> private, like, sexual stuff. <laughs> I presume it was sexual. That's what, yeah, yeah, hinted that's what was hinted yeah. at, like intimate yeah. stuff. When he'd promised not to. So actually, yeah. he was coming across as such a tool Yeah,
0: mm-hmm. through because, his own actions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he, she'd, I think it was about a lot. Of aspects of their relationship from what I could like piece together from what they said but she said something like we'd had a disagreement and then we agreed not to talk about it in the group and then he did he and then he Laura. said all these other stuff other yeah. things about their sex life and whatever else so he, he kind of like tried to stop her from saying anything then then just barged into the room with everybody else and just blurted it all out
2: when, so. when no filter George is saying that he's being disrespectful I know I know
1: That <laughs> was interesting wasn't it and the group when the group were meeting sorry we're jumping all over the place here but we're just going to talk about the whole episode when the group was sat in their couples on their like looked so spontaneous <laughs> <in the> evening <laughs> meeting up for a casual chat um, like cardboard cutouts Yeah. Uh, they were all laying into Brad and Shona in a way that makes me feel like no one's really buying it behind the scenes yeah. and everyone's been giving and the ick of like the over PDA but they're thinking like you cannot suspect you cannot expect sorry something you're calling a bubble time and time again to last and she's been calling it the love bubble the love bubble I'm like that does not sound like a permanent state of affairs living in a bubble
2: yeah Yeah. so it's almost
1: like it had to burst yeah and then it's burst as predicted and it was so uncomfortable
2: well I know it, it was obviously very staged to try and replicate the Genuine drinks party they'd had the night night before, but yeah. Peggy looked like she was still smashing the drinks. <laughs> she, <laughs> why not? Let's have a let's, let's have a good time.
0: She was on the wines.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but this is the one of the issues with maths is that you want to see the genuine drinks party and what's yeah. gone on, but then you know just how much are they going to film and and, mm. and stuff like that. So it's a, and how much do we really want to watch? But you want to know what was actually said because now we're in a situation yeah. where. You know the sordid side of me wants to know what they've been getting up to that, that Brad's been Brad's been telling everyone.
1: Well, hundred percent. And remember, like if we go back to Maths Australia, all the drama hinged around Jesse, Claire, and did she kiss Dubery. What was his Adam. name? Adam. <laughs> Adam. And that was one of those nights out that wasn't filmed. There was a couple of yeah. snapshot photos, but like had that night been filmed, we'd all would have known straight away what had happened and there wouldn't have been all the drama. Last night, obviously, some people have been slagging each other off and we just have to hear like third hand or second hand mm-hmm. what was said. I'm starting to really trust Laura. Yes. Mm. Laura feels like she's quite a level-headed, will report back as was said and not maybe even exaggerate it too much. She <laughs> yeah. said this is what was said she reported it back quite cleanly to shona yeah without trying to protect over her or yeah hold anything back
0: yeah, but it was not over exaggerate it was, it was, i'm telling you what was said yeah it didn't have a kind of feel like i, I want to spark a bit. yeah it just it was, felt like she was quite practically yeah, re- reporting definitely. back what an interesting person to choose to pull aside and say she's childish she's immature she's this she's that why laura that just feels
2: Well, it sounds like he was telling everyone to be,
0: to be fair. <laughs> It does. It does. But then Laura said, "Oh, he sort of grabbed me and pulled me aside." Right. And said blah 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 blah. So, you'd oh, assume that, an that you'd, interesting one to choose. You'd assume that
1: with a situation like that, we would all pick somebody we think is going to be a yes person back to us and go, "Oh, I can understand." Yeah. So, he must have picked Laura thinking she would agree with him. Laura is probably the most mature of all the girls. Maybe. And maybe he thought oh, she's going to have my back here and be like, yeah, Shona is a child. But Laura's mm. like, you're not talking about my girl like Well, that.
0: yeah, this is why I think, hmm, is there something But Brad's not as said, clever as he that? thinks he is. Well, oh, he
2: contradicts himself every oh. other sentence.
0: Well, one of them was, I needed to vent to my friends. And then um, she kind of challenged that and said, yes, but we'd agreed that we wouldn't. And he sort of said, oh, yeah, OK, right. Yeah. And then later on in the kind of talked to camera a bit. He said, oh, I'm really pleased now I can just tell her first and I don't have to vent to other people. But he'd already told her all of this stuff yeah, because he we said, saw it. He
2: said, I've so, b- I brought up these things before and nothing's changed. Yeah. So yeah. why did you have to vent You have to, vent to your friend? Friends who you've known for four minutes. Or yeah, something, it didn't you know.
1: make any sense.
0: Friends, but not the whole room, maybe. <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: And I was just getting the sense from Brad that he's been like, he's he's chosen to be in this bubble but they're in this bubble and he's like, wanting to vent and wanting to show that it's not perfect but he's like who do i tell who do i tell mm-hmm. feeling quite trapped potentially and then not i'm not saying that's not his fault but then just letting rip with laura and being like this is what's wrong this is what's wrong and then letting rip with shona herself this is what's
0: wrong and it's like he's been dying to show that it's not perfect mm-hmm. maybe i don't know yeah. the other thing that sorry it's just reminded me that was contradictory is he was quite picky with her Oh, you, you don't know where your oh, passport yes. is, but it's in yes. your bag. You didn't pick your shoes up. Why don't you put the pots away? Yeah. And then he said to her, also another thing he didn't like about her, was not everything has to be a big deal. I know. It's like,
2: bro, can you find, hear what you're yeah. saying? You can't find X, Y, Z. Is it really a big deal? You're the one complaining about it. Is it yeah. really a big deal
0: that our passport's in her bag? Yeah. But she just can't find it at this precise moment or she didn't put the pot away. Like the, those things are very contradictory, really. He's not, mm-hmm. you know, giving her a break, I don't think.
1: Yeah, yeah. it felt a bit unfair, especially yeah, because I don't think unfair. she was critiquing him because none of his questions invited critique. Yeah, So it's very one-sided. Her whole personality was sort of ripped yeah, apart. His questions were about. It felt more personally. like yeah, it felt more like a bloody parents' evening because it's yeah, like dude. he laid into her, but she didn't have the chance to re- retort back.
2: Yeah. <laughs> it's like sorry, sir. <laughs> well, at least like it was. It wasn't dissimilar to Nathaniel and Ella because I don't know what the hell he was meant to have done with his with his I life. Know, he was meant yeah. to write a letter about his experiences, I think, but he just ended up. Being him telling her that she's not opening up to him. He
0: was meant to write a letter to her about something she didn't know about him. Yes, right. it? and he managed to switch
1: a Yeah, it was like,
0: <laughs> yeah. It was like, I it was like they're playing. you Uno. should do
1: this. It was like they're playing Uno and he placed like the, the whip around <laughs> card because he ended up making it, the thing you don't know about me is I don't know enough about you. Yes. Like, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, said. that was it. And yeah. bless Ella's little confused face. Ella was just gorgeous. I could watch her all day. She was just like so bemused yeah. about what was being said. And Ella is somebody who comes across as quite open. And I feel like if Nathaniel doesn't feel like he knows enough about her, has he been asking the right questions?
0: Yeah, Mm -hmm. which she was kind of saying that, I think, wasn't she as well? You haven't asked me about this kind of thing. We haven't talked about this kind of thing. Because I
1: don't feel like she's a closed book. She loves her family from what we've seen. And if he was asking more about her family, I feel like she'd like just wax lyrical about her gran and
0: (laughs) the
2: the rum. (laughs) And the toast. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, he was sort of saying to her, like, you need to figure out who you are.
2: Yeah, what makes you happy? Because yeah. if you don't know, how am I meant to know? It's like, what the hell are you going on about? It's <laughs> <laughs>
0: <That's> quite a <laughs> leaf
2: wasn't it? Which,
1: really? in a way, is similar to Brad and Shona. Because it's almost like the girl is sat there, and the guy is being like, "You're not good enough. You don't know who you are. Come back to me when you're really mature. You know yourself." And it's yeah. like, bloody hell, chill I've out. Had a child. You're, like, <laughs> yeah, none of you are perfect people. You need to be asking the right questions to, yeah. to yeah. bring someone's personality out. <laughs>
2: Quite enjoyed the whole Thomas and Roz discussion. That was nice. That was the adult conversation. You can tell they're quite careful about what they say mm. and they think about what they say, which maybe more of them should do. It's handy when you've got a uh, PCB sat there yeah, as well to, to guide yeah. you, guide you through it.
1: In his I, jumper. Oh, his beautiful jumper. I feel a bit. <laughs> when, I feel a bit like when they're on screen, we're actually seeing a different show. I don't <laughs> yeah. feel like I can picture them out and about with the other couples they, in the same way well
2: they weren't at the, the slugging drinks <laughs> drinks night the slagging <laughs>
0: off no, the, way,
1: the slagging <laughs> off session yeah. I, I feel like when we see them we see them in their own sort of show Mm -hmm. and the show is quite genuine Mm. and quite soft and it's like a lot about caring about what the other person feels everyone else sort of laying into each other I don't know it just feels like a slightly different vibe it's sort of like old maths
2: yes yes it was nice at the end of that as well it's nostalgic (laughs) (laughs) Uh, at the end of that as well where they uh Paul had left they were sat on the settee just sort of reiterating what they'd already said I'm sorry I made you feel this way Mm. I'm sorry I made you feel that way and, but they were smiley and stuff, and Claire was watching it going, hug, now hug,
0: hug.
1: <laughs> and, and then they did. did. Like,
0: yes! <laughs> oh my goodness. Thank goodness for
2: that. But do you think, though, it's going to lead to something romantic? I still don't know if we'll get there.
1: The thing I sure find really that. strange with any couple, so say for Roz, when she's saying, I really want this, she's admitted she doesn't fancy him. And then she's saying, but I really want this to work. And I can't almost get my head around that feeling of like looking at someone you've been paired with, not fancying them, mm. but still picturing a relationship with them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I can't make that jump. I think I'd have to feel some sort of attraction to someone for to want it to work. Yeah. And is there anything residual there or even blossoming there with her where she can see that she could possibly fancy him? Mm. Or is it just brother and sister? I..." Like what is the leap that you're gonna to make to mm. go from yeah. nothing to everything? To, yeah.
2: Yeah. But bless yeah.
1: her for wanting and trying. I'm just not sure I would have that yeah. energy
2: <laughs> to be bothered. Yeah. It's kind of a foundational thing, isn't it? You have to you have to fancy them.
1: Or even so. if you don't fancy them, believe that you could or feel yeah. like it could grow like maybe you're really attracted to their humour or you're really attracted to their passion for something. You don't necessarily fancy their looks, but then that could grow. You maybe need one or the other. Mm. Mm. Like their their personality's super attractive or their mm. looks mm. are super attractive and it's like you think the other one could grow. But if you don't have either, yeah. <laughs> like, what are you building yeah. on?
2: Yeah. Or do
0: they have that, but we just haven't seen enough of it. Yeah. Possibly. Because like you said last time, we haven't seen them do anything, really. So yeah. We seen them I mean, that was the first time or, First time
2: I've really seen them smile. So I'm yeah. hoping as things progress now... That Johnny was
0: screaming p- at the TV,
1: have fun together, do... But almost <laughs> with every couple, he was like, I haven't seen Nathaniel and Ella go out and have... Like, we want to see all these couples <clears> do something active, fun... Yes. With the Aussie ones is, does it come later, but they always seem to be out on a boat, like <laughs> yeah. like sailing oh, yes. around the Sydney <laughs> Harbour. Like that is fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah they get do. them down to Portsmouth. <laughs> yeah.
2: Another expert intervention. Mel knocking on Terence and Portia's yes. doors
1: in her beautiful pink suit. Oh wow! Ooh, she's a yeah. looker.
2: Had a yeah. had a little uh, had a little therapy session where uh, Terence had to apologise and Portia didn't know what you thought was a bit... I, like, I had a discussion this week. Um, someone wrote was a, a tweet saying, do you get frustrated the way that I do that the experts don't sort of call people out for their behaviour? And I said, well, that's not really their role. We as viewers want them to tell off poor in this case, Portia. Mm. But their role is to help these relationships blossom and just go in there saying, Portia, you have been childish, you've been a dick isn't going gonna, isn't gonna to do that.
0: That is not a therapeutic intervention. <laughs> no. It would be really good to me. It would be so
1: vindicating and satisfying. I guess I was a bit disappointed because it needed to be a, a, an apology from both sides. Yes. And it needed to show Portia that it's give and take and it's compromise. Mm. And we've talked before about she's only available between post office hours <laughs> and and it's her way or the highway and she yeah. wants immediate apologies and stuff. And I really wanted Mel to say, right, now that he's apologised to you, is there anything you think he deserves an a Apology for, yes. and help her just to sort of see that. Mm. But then, whether it was edited that way or whether Mel just took Porsche's side, it was slightly frustrating because Terence. We don't want Terence to think that he's just a big baddie mm. in this. Yeah. yeah, it was more like miscommunication.
2: I, I tweeted that. I, I wish she hadn't have apologized. I know. In the in the <laughs> moment, it's hard not to when you know you know it's sort of what you're meant to do, but yeah. she was being childish. I know, I but know, then but
1: Mel's asking him and Mel is like the hired expert who's yeah. come in. So if you're being asked by someone in like a position of power to do something and you think, well, they're the relationship expert. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah, I
2: suppose I can't criticise Portia for being like, oh, I expect an immediate apology. Well, maybe you should listen to Mel and then say, Terence shouldn't listen to Mel. I know. Yeah. They've both got to listen to the advice. Yeah. But they? we
1: needed Mel to be a bit more fair. I love Mel. I don't want to slag Mel off. <laughs> but but, Por- but Terence deserved an apology as well. Yeah. Because Portia stormed off mm. and she sort
0: of, she she didn't let him talk to her at the table. But I think, I mean, the thing, she did try to explain this sort of cycle that they were in, didn't she, Mel? Mm-hmm. And then Portia was sort of like, well, yes and no. So she kind of agreed with yes, it, but know, she didn't kind I of agree know. with it either. So I think probably for Mel, then she has to choose what she does next that's going to be most helpful for them as a couple Mm. and maybe she thought in her kind of weighing up you know taking into account what she wanted to achieve with that conversation actually it's probably not worth challenging Portia on this right now because what is that going to cause perhaps she's kind of tried to open up the door with that explaining the cycle and then she got a yes and no so she knows there's still some resistance there mm. she knows there's still a barrier there so then she has to think well what's going to be most helpful for this couple in this limited time that I've got right now and maybe she felt Terence apologizing would be enough mm-hmm. give them both something to work on that week which she did I mm. can't remember what it was now but she sort of said you need to work on this together this week and then go from there whereas really just making somebody apologize it doesn't you know it's sort of like if you try to get a child to apologize well, what, what have they learned think... from that you know yeah. it's just words really and I so think, maybe yeah. she felt it wasn't actually worth that in that moment for for them as a couple for the week that and the got. lowest
1: hanging fruit was an apology from Terence. move on but yeah. actually it didn't he actually, feel very
2: fair to be fair mm. to him it seemed it seemed sincere it did which mine wouldn't have been
0: no, <laughs> but do I do think her, it's here?
2: her acceptance of the apology wasn't sincere.
0: <laughs> oh she dear. was like, "I accept
2: oh. your apology." <laughs>
0: do you? But I oh, do you think man. if somebody calls you childish, it is hurtful, but whether you are being it or not. It's hurtful. It's
1: hurtful, but she was childish, and then she compounded it by storming off. So it was almost like, "What are you, want to guy?" Yeah, yeah. Uh, I know. Yeah. Can we talk about a happy couple? Go because on. Paul and Tasha. Oh yes Yes. Are really impressing me This is going to sound condescending Just because they're a little bit younger But I genuinely think they're doing such a good job Of listening to each other Working on their own expectations The letter she wrote about her past And he just smiled and listened He's just the sweetest guy He just had this beautiful open happy face Listening to her Acknowledging her pain, she sounds like she's been through a really, really mm. shit time with mm. men, and yeah. can completely imagine. And she said, "I remember the words she used with Paul. We've seen it a couple of times. It's like things happened fast, and it was toxic, mm. and she felt trapped, all that sort of thing." And Paul is just coming across as the opposite of that—so open and understanding, and gentle and slow. Like it's just gorgeous to watch. Yeah, he's So
0: warm, isn't he? And we need that happy. <laughs> we need yeah,
1: that happy yeah. moment. <laughs> yeah.
0: We that. need that light relief.
2: I actually thought you were going to say Luke and Jay because they they had a nice uh, a, a nice little chat as well, didn't they?
0: Yeah. Oh, about uh, what task did they have again? Value? No, they had the questions as well, didn't they? Ask
1: me
2: anything yeah, questions. Yeah. Do
1: you love yourself enough? He said. Or do mm. you? And, mm. and that was an interesting one. He seems quite intuitive. He's mm. asking the questions that. What were you going to say? I
2: think that's <laughs> a, I think that's a sitter. Like. You could ask anyone that, and they're gonna go, "No, you know, I do have self doubt." Well, what unless th- you mean I'll just But
3: yeah,
2: <laughs> but when they're oh two
1: gosh. questions, and when they both quite like these blokes could have asked anything.
0: Yeah, they
1: could have asked anything that was like either a bit banal or like sexual. They could ask anything they wanted. Yeah, and it felt like his were quite like gentle and interesting Mm. questions but obviously again we don't know what's edited out but yeah no they seem to be doing really well yeah there was a slightly like catty side of him that was coming out in the (laughs) not drinks drinks yeah yeah, of being like don't believe in, don't like them don't believe mind you this is us we're the catty (laughs) we're the podcast that's like everyone else but it was it was interesting to see that side of him. It doesn't make me like him any less because I think he's got a good personality yeah. and he's willing to speak up.
2: And Peggy was trying, 50 shades of shine.
0: <laughs> Peggy was laying in. Wasn't yeah. She? But I did like that moment with Luke and Jay where Luke, very sincerely, I thought, told Jay that she was good enough. Yeah. That was yes. that was very nice. So that earned him some points for him to then go into that not drinks, drinks party and like yeah some other people.
1: and her answer was great because it was she's obviously been working on herself and mm. she should be confident because she's gorgeous but it was like two years ago if you'd yeah. asked me I would have said something different but actually and actually that's such a nice way to come into a relationship everybody in a relationship wants to be with someone who respects and loves themselves because obviously that's an easier way to start than mm-hmm. somebody mm-hmm. who like hates themselves but her answer was really honest because it was like I've done a lot of changing over the last couple of years um and I think it was a good answer because it was honest but it was positive
0: yeah yeah, yeah. And it gave something to him as well about what she'd been through. Exactly. I guess they've had these types of conversations
1: before. I, I think so. What did she ask him? Did we see that?
0: I can't remember. I don't know if we saw that.
2: No, I don't. I, I can't remember what what she asked. I
1: don't think we saw that. I don't, I don't um, think they
2: they always um, they often leave out one side of it. Yeah. Mm. You know, it's the editing. They show bit.
1: the juiciest bits. Yeah, yeah. I was going
2: to say with the Mel Mel thing before that it wouldn't surprise me if she, she did. <laughs> if we did get an apology it was just edited out because yeah, the story yeah, yeah. at the moment is that Porsche's <laughs> Porsche's awful isn't she so it's it definitely builds on that and that yeah, yeah. that'd
1: be the Mel I know and love if she had made them both do it that yeah, would seem yeah. more I Mel bet, I think I bet
2: so she, I bet she did Yeah,
1: we'll we tell she. ourselves that she did <laughs> <laughs> so we haven't mentioned Laura and Arthur and Peggy and George, who both did the same challenge, which was right down there. Was it called values? Values. Yeah. Because I was like, is money a value? Is looks a value? I was, anyway, I was overthinking it. But, um, <laughs> I, but if we talk about Laura and Arthur first, so they turned around, and I think, I don't think they were totally annoyed with what each other said no. but there was a few like mismatches
2: mm. what, what did he misspell? intelligence
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Our oh, blessed. Um, fair enough um, yeah what What were the like biting points there for those I two I
0: think we saw very little of them didn't we so we saw that about the intelligence
1: she had intelligence um, second didn't she it was really high
0: yeah and he had it a little bit lower I can't remember what he had at the top but I think a lot of them they did agree on yeah um, they had a little exchange about one of them, but now I, I can't remember what that one was. But the bigger conflict was with
1: Peggy and George. Mm. In George, I mm. just really enjoy saying his name. So when um, he'd put sex really high, yeah. she'd put it lower. And he'd underlined it, I think, and put exclamation an exclamation mark. mark. <laughs> oh my god.
2: grown like a little pair of boobs. Yeah.
1: <laughs> oh my god! And then she'd put. Sorry, he'd put children last. Mm. And I feel like... So Peggy's 32. I only Mm. know this because of the jigsaw. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Peggy's 32. I imagine children is on her mind, as she said herself. She said, yeah. Um, And George is 30, so he's in his 30s as well. For him to put children last, I think she was really disappointed. And she was maybe hiding a little bit of how much so. She Mm -hmm. said she was disappointed, but you could see that she was really quite gutted because Mm. I think she wants to potentially start a family sooner rather than later and if he's got it at the bottom but then again like we've said with george when she brought him up on it he he was willing willing to change his entire life and agree with her to keep the peace i'm like you don't have children to keep the peace (laughs) (laughs) that is the opposite of what's going to be peaceful in your life yes and it's dangerous that he keeps telling her what she wants to hear because it's not
2: it's not genuine yeah at some point there's going to be a breaking point when he thinks hang on with mm. with five years in, I've just said yes, yes, yes to everything. to everything.
1: But the other problem is he's not thinking ahead. If he wants to be really cynical and really sneaky, he should have put children higher before he even turned his board around, knowing that she would as well. Like mm. If he wanted to really yeah. trick her, but he's like <laughs> the trick is happening too late in the game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, and then bless her for saying she's not that bothered about sex. Like she was very honest. Yeah, like, this is on TV. This is going on TV. And she was just I liked that she stuck by her guns. Yeah, she doesn't seem to pander to him. In the same way that he panders no, to her, no. no, I don't think so. She's quite. She has her convictions and she mm. sticks by them. I guess.
2: Yeah, mm. I, I think they're gonna. I think they're gonna go relatively far in this process, but I, I just think their values are too misaligned. Yeah. Mm. I, I think George George needs to pin down what what he actually wants because I'm not mm. sure he he no's no and
1: I guess if you're going into your first serious relationship kids is the last thing on your mind potentially yes, because yeah. if you haven't even had a serious girlfriend
0: yeah. you're like well and she's only 30
1: yeah 30s relatively young yeah. because she's there's such a gap though when you're a guy in your early 30s and a girl in your early 30s and it makes me so angry at biology because it's not fair but I guess if she wants kids she's thinking yeah. quite seriously about yeah. it yeah. yeah, and then they they aligned on some other things didn't they but uh, yeah. Anyway, you could talk all day about that because imagine doing that with your partner, where it's like, "Where's money and where's mm. power and what uh, yeah. were the other ones, family or job or whatever yeah. it was?" And it's it's quite telling, isn't it? Mm.
2: So stay tuned for our interview with Sophie Brown, one of the participants from last year. We're going to be talking about her journey and also what she thinks of all the drama from this year's maths. Uh, I'm doing a gig on Thursday, so Claire's going to be doing all the live tweeting. Is that
0: your get-out clause in case they're rubbish? Just (laughs) warn people ahead of time that it's not (laughs) you. Be a savage,
2: (laughs) and then and then you're not going to be here on Friday. On
1: Friday, no, I'm doing a real wedding, so I'm down south. Boo. and boo. <laughs> but the nice thing is you two will get a word in edge <laughs> and,
0: <laughs> and I, I know you're going to be nothing to say to each other now that <laughs> we're a married couple nothing to say
2: <laughs> yeah I worry this might spark some arguments <laughs> just <laughs> us two being forced to talk to each other so as I say stay tuned for Sophie but for now that's me Omar Abid
1: goodbye from me Sarah Clark
0: goodbye from me Claire Abid
2: no, well done, you've passed the test <laughs> oh. I mean, I was going to say, how's your Gina? but <laughs> oh. Just before we get to our chat with Sophie If you're in Manchester and you're a fan of stand-up comedy Kelly Rickard, our friend and former co-host, is doing a show as part of the Women in Comedy Festival. It's called Free as a Bird. It's on at the Fierce Bar on the 10th of October at 8.30. Tickets are just £3. Uh, She's very funny. I'm going to share a clip uh, where she talks about why men don't particularly enjoy female comedians, which is very good. Uh, I've seen her stand-up. I think you'll enjoy it. So if you're around, 10th of October, Fierce Bar, Free as a Bird. All right. Cheers Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes.
1: Bombus, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hello, everybody. And we're joined by the wonderful Sophie Brown from last season of Maths UK. Hi, Sophie. Hello. How you doing? Nice to be here. Yeah, I'm good. Thanks. How are you? Are you as glued to this season as we are?
3: Yes. And it's even more exciting because I'm just an onlooker this time. It's a whole new like lease of life. The relief, I just sort of sit and take it in.
1: <laughs> Less stressful.
3: <laughs> Definitely. Well, kind of. It brings it all back. It's stressful in a different way. I know.
1: I always wonder that watching it, having been on the show, you must see it through a completely different lens.
3: Oh, absolutely. This is the only thing it's like I'm kind of enjoying it. But then like, even seeing the same wedding venue as me and stuff, you know, watching them do the dinner parties, it brings back all those emotions.
2: Do you have you met any of the current cast?
3: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> On Tinder? <laughs> <laughs> well, no, um, I met some of them. They were out in Manchester for Jay's birthday. So some of them were out together for that. And that was so nice to meet them. I actually, funnily enough, I think I can say this now, but I bumped into some of them ages ago and they came over to me in Manchester and they were like, we're the new maths brides. And I was like, what do I do with this information? (laughs) Um, (laughs) (laughs) That's
1: so funny. So they were out having like a little girls night or something.
3: Yeah, they were, exactly. But, you know, genuinely, because I was feeling a bit rocky about the new season, but meeting them as humans prior actually helped me, I think, because it was just like, right, okay, yeah, you know, it's happening. You know, they are other people like me, you know, and it was just good to to meet them, yeah.
1: Were you feeling rocky because it's like your season gets usurped by the new people, saying like, you know, when Love Island comes out, the pre- you feel like the previous contestants might feel forgotten or whatever?
3: I mean... It's a bit of a weird thing because it's like, I guess you do think that because you're like, right, well, what's going to kind of happen now? Because you just, yeah, you're like, they're preceding you. But I think it was more just the emotions of it all. Like, I hadn't watched any of it. I started watching my series again just to sort of prep because I watched it when it came out and then I never touched it since. Like, I never watched it. So I thought, just kind of ease yourself in with watching some of yours and then it all. But I I genuinely was pretty excited. Like, I was so excited. Exposure therapy. Yeah, like when they go really- like
1: watch a little bit every day, like five minutes, just like <laughs> ease yourself back in.
3: <laughs> yeah, exactly.
2: Well, what's happening this week is that the intruders are coming in towards the end of the week. And you and Jonathan were one of the intruder couples, which I think is a weird way of terming Yeah, <laughs> yeah calling them. It's like, yeah. you know, just another married married couple joining the process. <laughs> but is there extra stress joining joining a bit later?
3: Yeah. So I, through the whole process, was really calm. I was in the process for a long time. I was one of the first people found. It was in October. I didn't get married till April. So not only did I wait a really long time, I was also an intruder couple. So I waited even longer. They didn't tell me that. I worked it out from my wedding date. And when I worked it out, because I was at like near the end of April, and they said they were in like the beginning of April, I was like, that was the, the only time I had a bit of a meltdown on the phone to one of the like the production people. Because I said. This is huge for me anyway, let alone going into it at a later stage when everybody's already made friends. I was worried I wouldn't have enough time to build a connection with the person that I was with. And yeah, it was a really weird concept. Like I I pr- would have never preferred to have gone in later. Um, but obviously that was just the journey that I had. But. We also couldn't release anything. So I feel like they've been released really early. Like for me, everybody got released in August. And again, I had to wait like another month, sat on my hands, not being able to say anything. And I was released the night before. I was wondering about being an intruder couple. Do you then
1: overthink of like, why have they picked us to come in later? Like, obviously you're gorgeous. Do you think there's a sense of like, bringing an attractive couple, try and like shake up the, what do you say? Shake up the chicken coop or whatever the expression is. I don't know what the expression is. (laughs) Were you thinking that? Were you thinking like, why on earth am I an intruder?
3: I really questioned it because I thought I must have been found quite early. So then why was I kind of being put in late? But the way that they said it to me was obviously like It was almost a preference to go in. Obviously, they're going to kind of pitch it like that. But they were saying the honeymoon was like unbelievable and, you know, all this stuff. And I think I just in the end was like, well, I'm in it now. You know, I'm not going to not do it because I'm going in later. That's silly. But it knocked me for six. Like it was a real, I don't know why, but I remember I was really emotional about it. I think it all hit me in that moment. I've been so calm, so collected. And then I kind of got told that news. Well, I didn't get told that news. I worked it out. And then I was just (laughs) like, oh, (laughs) Oh, bless
2: you! So what was it like walking in for the first uh, dinner party where you're meeting everyone else?
3: Oh, so nerve wracking. I was so nervous. Thankfully, Jonathan and I at that stage were in such a, a great place together that we were literally like hand in hand, ready to go in together, you know, really strong. So at least I had that. I think mm-hmm. it would have been atrocious if, if you weren't comfortable with your partner because it's super scary. We hadn't seen anyone obviously they do a good job of keeping you away from everyone but yeah we hadn't seen anyone no idea what i was walking into we could hear them on the other side of the wall and they sounded really loud and i was like oh my goodness and and we walked in and thankfully it all just kind of dropped straight away but it was it was one of the most nerve-wracking things not as bad as the aisle, but
1: Mm. (laughs) that does sound nerve-wracking yeah well we,
2: we think about uh porsche this year coming to the first one by herself, that must have been that must have been horrendous. As much as you know, mm. she's irritated us.
3: Yeah, yeah you must it's, be able to really put yourself in people's shoes, having known what it's like, the first one as well. That's pretty big. Like it must have gone pretty south for you to have to come in on the first one. Like I feel like, as well as a couple, you do you do almost say to each other, you're like hyping each other up, and like whatever arguments you've had, you kind of make a bit of an agreement to go into the dinner party as one because oh, wow. they can be so savage and like the carnage that breaks loose if you haven't got each other's back it can just derail so easily so I think that you almost you know if you can be say to each other same as commitment ceremonies because Mm -hmm. you got to have like that level of respect for one another but I think coming in alone just sets a precedent of like I don't know just not that
1: oh my god Mm -hmm. I've been curious watching it now for you whether you a feel you were fairly edited it edited, and B, whether you watch people in a slightly different way, thinking, is that who they really are? Have they been edited unfairly or, you know, too positively? Because obviously they need the different characters. So what's your perspective on how you were edited and how other people are potentially being edited?
3: Yeah, I suppose for myself, because um, I hate to be like it's it's tricky. Because I feel like you sound like you're just moaning when you're like all oh, the edit, but it does it does get people and they do kind of play out stories and characters for you. Which because I'd never done TV before, I was so unaware of, like blissfully unaware. Yeah. You know, I just went into it thinking that all sort of facets of my personality would be shown, but. I think I talk about this. The wedding episode was really difficult because it just wasn't. It was the most beautiful day. And we honestly kicked it off with an incredible connection. The families got on incredibly well. And when I watched it back, I was just completely blindsided. And again, I watched it back since. That's when I watched back and I prepared myself for the worst. And it wasn't as bad as I remember it. But obviously, when it happened, I had all my friends and family. I was so nervous. I just thought I was so embarrassed. I didn't want to go to work. I was like, this is just the worst, the worst thing ever. Well,
2: but... I remember, um, because I was doing the live tweeting, obviously, and yeah. I remember that that your narrative that for that first wedding thing was kind of like basically that you you and your family were really posh and Jonathan's this like honest <laughs> down to earth salt of the earth yeah. type. And yeah. your your brother, your brother got stitched up by then, didn't
3: My brother, poor thing, because he's so, like, he's so wacky and wonderful. Like, my brother is up for anything. Like, it it annoyed me, I think, because I knew as soon as the narration came on and it went a clash of classes and I thought, what have they done here? Because there was none of that on the day, especially for my family. God, that wouldn't even cross our minds like you know I think just because people are well spoken it's a bit like kind of put you in this in this bracket but yeah my poor brother he literally like chewed the inside of his mouth that he does all the time and they use that as the reaction for Jonathan walking down the aisle so oh. I feel like he got you know my dad got absolutely slaughtered I mean he he doesn't care but this is the thing a lot of the things that were said about me were like what other people like my dad had said and stuff which was even harder cuz people were being horrible about him yeah. and they were kind of like putting it on me and i was like well just take me for me you know and what i've kind of kind of said but yeah i look at it in a completely different way like when i see the weddings because i know what mine was like i definitely gave people this year like the benefit of the doubt just because you have the first episode, and that's kind of like, oh, you know, who are you going to like, who you're not going to like, and there's a bit of a storyline. But then once you actually get into it, I think you actually get to know people. And I kind of have given them this like that chance this year. I think
1: I was I thought you might say that because it is set up a bit pantomimey, isn't it? In the first episodes of like Clash of the Classes or Clash of the Families, or yeah, you know,
2: I, I try and take the sort of the the viewers' side of like that's part why I enjoy it. I'm sorry, <laughs> yeah, <I'm, I'm>, you yeah. <laughs> know. <laughs> I, I, I had a go at your brother. I called him out for his drinking from his hedgehog mug. <laughs> oh,
3: I mean, I do, know, it's, do you know, it, it is funny and it's funny now. And I think, do you know what it was? I could laugh at stuff about myself, but it was when it was about my family, I found it difficult, but they didn't care. God, my brother thought it was hilarious. My dad oh, thought it was hilarious. You know, it was only me because I took it so personally. I think I just wasn't. You know, i had had no experience in reality TV. Like I said, I came into it so naively that I think I was just like, whoa.
2: <laughs> well, I think we've, we've mentioned the edit. I think the reality is there's, I'm sure they skew, skew little things like that, but you came across over the whole series really well, I thought. So, yeah, fair enough. The first episode, you get the stupid thing of like, oh, they're they're a bit posh and you have some cheap yeah. jokes at that. But then you can't keep that, if you're not really like that, it, mm. It's going to come through what you what you really like mm. you know
3: Yeah well this is sorry yeah this is why like you end up I think you do get to know people more because People say I I still like people now still recognize me and they're like, oh, it must be so weird because, you know, we feel like we know so much about you. And obviously, there's so many parts of my life that people know nothing about. And like, I'd say there's a whole part of my personality, which is a lot more fun that people didn't really get to see because obviously we are quite a tricky journey. But then people do know you quite well. It's a lot of time. It's like weeks of of filming and episodes, you know, it's like 30 episodes or whatever. So you do get to know people. I think ultimately, overall, it shows people's personality.
1: Yeah, okay, that's fair. This is a bit of a tangent, but somebody sent me a question they wanted you to ask and it was about wow. taking time off. Sorry, it's not a very exciting one, it's not a very sexy question, um, but it was about how do people actually manage to have all that time off work? Like you were employed at the time, but I think you were pretty head up, pretty high up, weren't you, in your company?
3: Yeah, so this is the thing. I I was in a great place in my career. Like I'd really built myself up and I was I was doing well and I didn't want to lose all of that for you know a television show because I was doing it ultimately, genuinely to find someone. So I thought, I don't want this all to go wrong and me to lose everything I've worked hard for because it's just not what I'm about. Um, but basically I spoke to my work and they offered me sabbaticals. So I got unpaid leave for the duration right. of the show. So I came back into my job when I came back, which was incredible. It was hard because I'd had a lot of time off and it was quite a high responsibility job um, but I did that all the way until like April this year so I was working all through the show airing and everything so wow. it was um it was a lot to juggle but I know some people have to quit their jobs like I was That's lucky I was in that sense. Yeah, yeah some people have to so and uh, you
2: you work in the tech tech sector don't you
3: yes well I did yeah <laughs> um Women in tech. No, I, I was working, yeah. So I was working in technology for like, yeah, eight, eight, nine years. And then I've been working freelance for like different companies. And then obviously a bit of like presenting in social media stuff since then, like since April.
2: Cool. So how much do you wish? I mean, I know the answer to this because your message doesn't told us. that. <laughs> how much do you wish you'd have been matched with Duncan from Maps Australia?
3: Oh, my God. Do you know, I've kind of changed my opinion now. I think I unfollowed him the other day, but that wasn't because I don't like him. I think... He potentially got a really nice edit. I don't know. Not really? Oh, really? Yeah. Like I feel like not that I think he's. I think he's. I think he's a very attractive guy. When I first saw him, and it's. I think it said like he worked in tech and stuff. I was like, Woo-hoo. "There's my man." <laughs> but um, I think I just watched it and I was like, you know, because I'm huge on personality and that has to kind of like, yeah, get me. But
2: yeah, I'm so, overdone. You said so, so, you're saying he's dull, which I think is.
1: <laughs> is there anybody? Well, Is there anybody on the current uk series
3: that you would have happily been paired with they're a real mix you know yeah um who do i like i don't know there's a couple that i do think are attractive and like i think what's his name i've I've got arthur Arthur. yeah he's he's sweet arthur we've got nathaniel thomas paul george brad and terence uh i like thomas because i think he's from near bristol um, oh. He, seems, he see, no he. he I seems, like Thomas because he's from near Bristol. Is it just convenient? They're like from a similar place to me. You know when like I don't know people just get you a bit more. I feel like yeah. if they're from like uh, a Thomas, place, but. I don't
1: feel like Thomas has been has having a fair edit because we know almost nothing about his personality. Yeah, I want, him, I want to see him come out with Shell a bit because it doesn't feel like he feels like a really sweet, nice, interesting guy. But yeah. he seems like he's being presented as a bit of a cardboard cutout yeah who are your favorite couples so far
3: i i will say i really like them i do like ros and thomas because i think you're right i i hope to see more of their personalities like i just feel like they're not because they're having a lot of struggles we're just seeing that but i like that they're being so like open about it but i want to i want to see more from them i really like them um who else do i like we've seen like couples completely change recently like Brad and Shona have just gone down the absolute pan
2: so furious watching the watching the TV last night with the, the, it was ridiculous what he was what he was saying
3: yeah't it? it was so harsh I just feel like if you do like love someone which is what he was saying to her and everything to do that honesty box thing and just go right well I've got a list of 10 things that I don't like about you this 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 yeah. for you to be able to go to that so like quickly and so you know like oh you forgot your you know you're a bit stressful at the airport and you forgot your passport and you know because you don't have a child you don't have the responsibilities I was like whoa it feels like you've been sat on this and this was your That's chance exactly just to go exactly
1: how it felt like he was just waiting for the opportunity to be allowed to say it all and he'd made this long list 10 things I hate about you
2: and then two two minutes before they were like before they went in, in rooms, just a wall a wall apart, they were like, love you, love you. It's like, you. did you really need to do that? You're going to be apart for five minutes. <laughs>
3: yeah. I I I was worried about them at the beginning just because it was like, okay, they obviously really fancy each other. But like, is there... I really like Shona. I think she wears a heart on a sleeve and I think she she really invests at the beginning. I'm similar to that. I just go all in at the start. But unfortunately, that means that like the other person can kind of like go along with it, which I think he's done a bit. And then he's now been a bit like, I just think whatever he said about that intimate stuff, though, is I'm not, that's, I'm not about that. Yeah.
2: Well, I, I actually thought last night, knowing, knowing that we'd be talking to you that I did, I did think there was a similarity with you and Jonathan, where it was good, I remember it going really well on, on the honeymoon and, every, and that picture that I used and your dressing gown was on the oh. honeymoon, maybe it was just like, it suddenly seemed to turn where he's was like, uh, he's not so sure anymore. I was like, why? what's that happened?
3: That was, it's funny, actually, because I do see similarities. You're right. I think that at the beginning, it was amazing. The retreat was the big turning point for us. And it was obviously post the the, the conversation, the uh, <laughs> um, horse legs chat. But the thing was that that conversation was really hard. There was a lot more, obviously, that was said that wasn't shown. But when we were sat getting ready, it's like he just completely flipped and was like, well, you know, I'm not really getting what I need from you. Don't really fancy you about like the intimacy and things like that. And I was literally sat there and I was like, this has just hit me like a ton of bricks. You know, yeah, okay. We've had a couple of tiffs or whatever. And there's this whole conversation, but it was like frustrating as well. Cause it was like, I'm feeling upset about what's happened. And now you're putting even more on me to be like, well, this is how I feel. And, you know, and it was just a lot, yeah, a lot to take.
1: That must have been devastating. And especially because I imagine you're trying to manage how you come across on TV and not seem too needy and not seem too emotional. There's a lot on women sometimes to be like level-headed because we're accused of being too emotional or too this or too that. So Mm -hmm. were you aware in your reactions of like, I'm being filmed or did you completely forget the cameras were there and you were just being completely raw?
3: I think to be fair, just generally as a person, because of things like my career and things, and I knew I was going back to my job and things, I didn't want to do anything that was too, you know, going to damage myself too much. But equally, I think. Even, even though you're not filmed 24-7 when the cameras come in yeah okay they set them all up blah 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 but they're there for a long time like that conversation we had and I genuinely feel like with him and I especially we were very honest and and similar on and off camera and we'd have those conversations so like that conversation for example yeah that just like snowballed and that was how we would have chatted if they were in the room or not so yeah. you ended up just having and things like dinner parties they're all around that like the circumference of the room so you don't you do forget that like they're like in the shadows. <laughs> right on the outside so you kind of forget but I think it would be I think there's probably couples that that are very much like um not as real in front of the cameras but I think for a lot of people you can't you can still be very much yourself
1: that's interesting because people say about forgetting the cameras are there and I can't imagine getting to that point but it must take a little while and gosh so the big question are you and Jonathan still in touch in any way as friends or is it completely
3: um No, we. That's fair
1: enough. That is. Yeah, that'd be my decision if somebody spoke
3: about me like that on TV. I think you're better off. Yeah, I think it was really tough to watch it back, and I feel like I was. I'd always post really lovely things because at that point we were all good. We weren't together romantically, but we were friends. We were kind of there for each other and things. And when it came out on TV. I'd turn comments off on my videos so he wouldn't get hate. I'd post, you know, really cute pictures and tag him and stuff like that. And I just didn't get that reciprocated at all. You know, he's not really a social media person, fine. But I was trying to almost, you know, alleviate some of the kind of... I I was being like, look, you know, I'm fine with him and posting this stuff and all of that just to try and make it a bit better. But yeah, he's not bothered about any of that. And I think there was some stuff that happened in the press afterwards which just kind of solidified, I don't know, how he felt. And I just was like, right, well, I'm not you know? Yeah. That's yeah. so
1: lovely of you though, to try and protect him from that sort of trolling. Overall, do you feel positive about the experience? Are you glad you applied? Are you glad you went on? Or is there a sense of
3: regret? There's no sense of regret. I think that it would be so hard to live with regret because you would just question everything. And I did do that, I guess, before, but not, I, I'm I'm pleased that I did it. I mean, it's led to some being able to do some, you know, incredible things. And i truly appreciate that and i think that yeah i I did it for the reason of finding someone i didn't find someone that's that's you know that's all right it's not meant to be but it's a once in a lifetime experience god i think you never imagine you actually are going to get chosen
2: to be fair it sounds like you did find some people it seems like you're very friendly with adrian and shanita so Mm -hmm. you know made some good friends out of it it looks like
3: yeah that's the other thing i think that you build these connections with with people and you're not going to get on with everyone. I mean, when are you ever going to get on with the other 30 people in a room? But to go through such an experience like this, like you need each other. I think that's why it's been quite nice that the new cast actually are here because I didn't really speak to any of the previous cast. And I had a bit of I didn't have beef with them, but they had beef with me. Um <laughs> <laughs> So I just sort of left it and I was just friends with, you know, the my castmates. And like now it's quite nice this year because it's kind of like, okay, there's a whole kind of cohort of, of people that have been through it as well and it would be nice to build more connections because you know not everyone understands it in the same way we do
2: i um i tuned out for the second half of that because i'm just wondering what's the beef
3: (laughs) oh oh okay well i mean um well amy got with jonathan and that was all over the the press and the the paps and stuff and that was hard um just because i kind of saw it coming and i just was a bit like i don't know um and then i got accused of fat shaming by her which was absolutely not what happened. Oh my word!
2: Well, yeah, you, you mentioned it earlier. Uh, I'll start with how sick of you are talking about how a horse likes.
3: I've not actually been asked for a while, you know, so it's quite fresh right now. <laughs> <laughs> as like as a woman, I
1: was absolutely screaming at the TV. It was so painful to watch, and it was so upsetting because you are an absolute goddess. And I'm like, if a goddess like that is being pulled apart on TV, what are, us mere mortals? What chance do we have? And we were all on your side. It was horrible, but I think you don't want to be used as an experiment you don't want to be used as an example but it was an important conversation i think for people to see happening on tv because everybody was on your side and it was it's sometimes quite interesting to watch on mass these bigger Um, Things be debated like, you know, the gaslighting and the controlling behavior and the toxic language. And it's interesting the things people are seeing on these reality TV shows and are being discussed in the open. This language didn't exist when we were, well, you're a lot younger than me, Sophie, but growing up, I didn't, I'd never heard of gaslighting. I'd never heard of toxic um,
2: masculinity the
1: toxic masculinity and all <laughs> these things and uh, like financial abuse and emotional abuse and all those things and it's horrible because it's your life and you don't want your life to be held up as an example but it was it led to a lot of interesting debates I think about his language and his behavior
3: yeah I think no I think you're spot on I think the thing with maths is so a lot of it is very raw and very, very real. You follow relationships for the good and the bad. And also you see people for the good and the bad. I mean, you know, not everybody is, or well, no one's perfect. And you, you see these times where like, it's like, yeah, gaslighting and the toxic masculinity or like the things that happened to me. And like, yeah, it's rubbish being on the receiving end of it. However... It sparked a conversation, like especially around the body image stuff and things like that. Like it, it allowed me, as much as I really didn't want to, I never thought that would be my my narrative and my story, which did suck. But it allowed me to talk about that, you know, on a platform that I now have. Um, and I do get comments. I, I had like comment from a mum recently, and she was like, "You know, my thirteen year old to follow someone like you on Instagram is is so much, you know, better." And you talk openly about things, and it's just like, yeah, we need we need people like that. As rubbish as it is being on and the receiving end of it, it it does educate people and kind of help. So at least there's that.
2: Yeah. You take them on for the team. (laughs) Yeah. I I was thinking about you in relation to Ella, actually, is that just by virtue of her being trans, whether she likes it or not, the the trans debate, I certainly see like some awful stuff online about about Ella. Mm. And you, because of stuff that (laughs) you didn't even bring it up, something that Jonathan said, now you're the centre of this whole debate about body image. It's like, I would, if I went on there and it, somehow it ended up being all about my ethnicity, I'd fucking hate it. It's just yeah. like I'm, I'm not there for that. It's like a tiny part of who I am, you know.
3: Yeah. yeah, I think I think that's what's most like upsetting about it now is like if I Google myself, every article is about being fat shamed or, and that's, that's ridiculous. That it's
1: tiny as well. Like it's it's so disproportionate. It's just maddening. It's absolutely maddening. And like you say, yeah, sorry I interrupted because it's just so it makes me
3: so angry. <laughs> yeah. It's it is what it is. I, I know it's 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 rubbish, but it's like it yeah, it is what it is. But thankfully, like, you know, when I meet people and stuff like that, I mean, you know, we have really nice chats about it. And yeah. And actually
1: I feel like I need to say as well, like, doesn't matter if you're tiny or not, like, even if somebody is big and beautiful, like just to for their body image to be put under the microscope, it's just horrible. Um, mm. But I guess, like we said, it's an important conversation. Anyway, moving on. (laughs) So are you enjoying this series? And who do you have hopes for potentially lasting the distance?
3: So, yeah, I'm really enjoying it. Like I said, just being an onlooker is completely different. Like I'm excited for the dinner party tonight. Like I do feel like a proper viewer. Um, I think, who do I? Obviously, uh, Tasha and Paul, I think that they're, like they've just got such a good foundation. And I think that they've the way they've been so open with each other, like I think that they have built a really great foundation that's like on trust and actually like, you know, knowing a lot about each other. And now they just have fun together. Like they just seem like they have a laugh and get on really well. Obviously, um, Jay and Luke, I really like them as well. Mm-hmm. I hope that they can. I'm I'm not I'm not sure like super longevity but i think that they're getting on really well and i hope that they do the distance. Um Arthur and Laura i'm very intrigued to be honest cuz i feel like again given like the storylines and characters or whatever at the beginning we were like no way and now i'm like
2: Ooh. well yeah i was i was going to say that before about how quickly the the narrative around Laura's changed. Because, again, in the same way I piled on, on you and your family, <laughs> I did, uh, I did yeah. the same with Laura on, on day yeah. one. But she's she seems great. I really like it What do you think of uh, George's requirements for women?
3: Oh, my gosh. Do you know? It's funny because... I, again, like the whole not judging people, I know his wedding episode. I mean, some of the stuff he says is just like, and the amount of times he said it, I was a bit like, okay, there's an edit. But there's also, you know, if you say it that many times, you probably did mean it. But I kind of held out hope because I was a bit like, I feel like he's going to be this massive character. And there's all this bravado and stuff. But I thought he's just going to be quite like weird and wacky and actually quite fun. I'm really unsure about them now. Like, I feel like the whole OnlyFans conversation was a bit... I, I, I don't know, that that became like a huge thing, but I was just like, I was I was kind of on like his side with that, well, not sides, but like I just was a bit like, I don't know, the way it was spoken about, I think he was sort of like supporting anything she'd do, but then...
2: Well, he it seemed like it came out of nowhere. I was going to ask, do you think, um, have producers come to you and said, that conversation you had off camera, can you just bring that up? And it, it's very unnatural, you know, And but I think that's, I suspect that's what, what happened there, is that... Close. Yeah,
3: so none of it's scripted. It really isn't. But there will be sometimes a little voice in your ear or like yeah, cuz obviously you don't get to see so much of it. And if something quite big happens, then it does get spoken about, you know, like the hot tub thing last year with April and George and like they have to bring that to light. Like there's certain things that you have to then talk about. But um I feel like yeah, I think I think it was unfortunate that their honeymoon was made about that because I reckon they had a really good time overall and then obviously they kind of honed in on that that one argument. But I don't know I, I just I'm just not sure about them like I I do uh, There's a few
1: funny ones aren't there there's a few that feel like mismatches and we're being almost quite surprised by how well they're getting on so we're like right I'm just going to park all my judgment well I can't park my judgment but <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to see what happens because I feel shocked how well Arthur and Laura are getting on yeah. how well George and Peggy are getting on
2: mm-hmm.
1: and then is there hope for Ros and Thomas? It's just this is why we get hooked to this show because you cannot always predict what's going to happen.
2: Yeah, definitely. I was going to say actually, when you mentioned looking forward to the dinner parties, mm. it's reminded me um, and the retreat especially. What was that like being in the uh, uh, what's in the tent with um, the marquee with uh, Whitney and Whitney and Matt? All that, all that coming out.
3: That was honestly. That, that was the craziest moment of the whole show. I mean, so much of it didn't make it, but all the good bits did. Like it did it. I mean, it was wild to watch anyway, but actually being there was craziness because everybody was, even Duca was giving it a go and like they were all going at each other. Obviously Thomas just was like brought the drama every single time. But the fact that that huge thing came out and we all, everybody knew to different degrees, but obviously like, you had we were like sort of waiting for matt to like you know drop the bombshell and the way Kwame sort of introduced it and stuff it was like oh my god this is like <laughs> this is harsh, gonna wasn't it <laughs> it was and we were all bearing in mind as well like we're all it started off so nice that retreat we all got there and we were all singing songs like we had a speaker and we were like sat around singing songs and then by the end it was just carnage and we were all living in the state like these same buildings and stuff so it was, it was blooming intense so we had to walk away from the dinner party and like all sort of go back to our rooms and back to our, it was just, it was so awkward, honestly.
2: God, <laughs> apart from uh, Whitney and Matt where he gave her the growly kiss on the bridge.
3: <laughs> no, don't, because that was, that was, oh, that was a bit much. I mean, th- them two, I mean, I was there and their connection was quite real in the way of, I don't know if it was just lust, like they did really fancy each other. Um, still together? no. <laughs> Oh no, forgive my. Oh, she, he was with my release from the previous series after. Yeah. Yeah. And now they're not together.
2: Oh, oh well, God. they split up, split up now. Yeah. Right. I think he's
3: got a new girlfriend now.
2: Uh, Sorry, I'm I don't
1: forgetting know how it ended. This is the thing we've talked about before with maths, Like you're so invested, and then one series finishes, you're like you can't even remember who was who. Yeah, <laughs> Apart from Omar, who has an encyclopedic knowledge of like every single person. Well, I've, name. I've,
2: I've got your name written down here just off screen. So.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'd forgotten that they. Yeah, okay, so that well, imploded, didn't it? Of course, I, it did.
2: I mean, the thing with Matt though is as well. I, I mean, and again, I don't want you to say, um, and I know you won't say anything that you don't want to say, but. I've heard especially that final dinner party which interestingly was shown before the watershed they cut out so they cut out a lot of stuff i think he he got a very favorable edit from what I've what I've heard.
3: Yeah, I mean, I was shocked to see that obviously my bit was the main bit of, about oh, yes. him saying about I'm glad it was in there because it kind of gave me a chance to like clap back at, at someone and 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 I'm I'm glad it made it but I thought that I don't know. There was there was a lot more that happened, and I think the watershed thing was a bit of a. I think they were trying to. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, they, they there's a lot that they didn't show. There was also a lot that happened when a camera wasn't there, which again, obviously, they they can't use that. But it was, uh, yeah, it was carnage, and I think people tr- like showed them true selves, their true selves a lot. But yeah, yeah,
2: it, it felt like a handy excuse for for E four that well oh, we can't show it at nine o'clock because New Made in Chelsea start, it's like. Well, you knew when it was starting and you've shown this mm-hmm. other program for the last two months at nine o'clock and it's the climax yeah. of it. Like,
3: Yeah, the final. Exactly. We were all pretty gutted, I think. Like we were all genuinely quite gutted that it didn't sort of get shown exactly how it was just because there was a lot that happened. But, you know, maybe it was maybe it was for the best. I don't know.
1: So one other question I had is, you know, there's been a lot in the news. um, I mean, very, very sadly, since the Caroline Flack situation that happened and all the debate around Love Island and maths. Did you receive aftercare after the show? Was it adequate? And do you feel looked after? What was that process like?
3: Yeah. So uh, duration of the show, you've obviously got welfare and they are there 24 seven. So they do it in shifts almost like we had people in the building that were literally there staying with us as well. Um, But then afterwards we had, we, so we, we, we had calls, I think every week or however, however much it was very consistent, uh, maybe even more than that. And then when the show came out, that's when we had it like it turned up a notch again. So we'd have we'd have like a brief every morning of what was going to happen. Now I'm not sure whether it was best to get told what was going to happen or whether it would have just been best to like sort of just watch it. But I think it was just them preparing us. And there was like, so for example, when the horse legs conversation did happen, she couldn't show me it, but she read it out to me like word for word, what was going to happen, just so I was aware. Um yeah. So I think they they just try and like almost just let you know what to 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 expect. And also, there's times where like I think they would tell people maybe just don't watch it tonight or don't go on you know social media and stuff like that. But we we yeah, I would say like I still had great contact with with welfare and we had access to like a psychologist. They don't actively give that to you. You know, you don't have like booked in sessions, but if you want that, you can ask. And I did actually ask. Further on, it was like months after when all the stuff came out in the news about like, um, the uh, i was fat shaming amy and all of this i was so upset about it like it was awful and i requested like additional help then um and they said that was fine and everything so you can do that it does it does get less and less and less and you Mm. kind of have to get used to that like you're so used to having someone to be able to speak to and then it's kind of like you know it's it's every two weeks then it's every month and then it's Mm. you know and it just sort of drops out but you have access if you do need that
1: that's that's gratifying to hear i guess that exists at all (laughs)
2: yeah everyone that i've spoken to has said that but again it's just something that comes up online of like you know how do they let these people on the on the show not with reference to you but you know that that some people seem like they have psychological issues you know or or serious trauma that maybe they shouldn't shouldn't be allowed to go through the process but Everything I've heard is that the, the the diligence is, is so high mm. to check on people's men- mental well-being.
3: Yeah, I guess they're already in it at that point. Um, I suppose the, the process itself to actually get on the show, I mean, it's incredibly vigorous um, and they do ask a lot of questions. But I guess there's certain people, you know, you can sit there and almost put on a bit of a front as to what you want to tell them and what you don't. So there is that, you know, people might not be fully open and honest about themselves and, and you know, that kind of thing. So that then on the show, it kind of comes out in a lot more. I don't know. But we do definitely get the the support there. But it's no one can prepare you. I mean, no one can like and they can't like feel the emotions that you're feeling. So no matter how much support you get, it still can not be enough for some people.
2: Uh, how did you find the uh, commitment ceremonies? Because from what I've heard speaking to other participants, it's a draining day. I remember actually Jonathan and Mel, bit a, it was awkward. I mean, it was great to watch.
3: Mm, it was so, oh my gosh, the commitment ceremonies are the, are the worst because they are the longest. It's like call time, you know, 8am to be fully ready. And then it is, it is so many hours. Like, we, the good thing is, you get much longer on the couch than you see on television. So, you do get a good amount of time with the experts which is good because you can talk about loads of different things um and then you you know you wait for every single couple and you just you sit there and it is really really hard like I found those days incredibly difficult but yeah I mean I I, it's funny because it depends what they show and stuff but um yeah I mean that one where there was the run-in with with Mel and that was post-retreat post all those sort of gym conversations and stuff that was that was horrendous like watching it back it didn't really feel as bad but like it was, it was really, really intense. And I mean, he, he was like, he was fuming with me and just with the whole situation and everything. I guess when you
1: see other contestants on the sofa's heckle or get
3: upset, you can understand when people have been sat there for like six hours uh, and oh, having to bite their tongue. And the rest, yeah, honestly. And if you're like last or first, you literally sat there and yeah, and they're, they're quite like, even, go, even going to the loo, they like sit down and it's like, ah. obviously they let you go to the toilet, like but there's breaks. Like they don't want people getting up and moving about because it does just like, it does take a lot longer. And right. you think if it, every couple's got like an hour or up to. Wow.
2: Wow, that is a lot.
1: That's, this is really interesting yeah. behind the scenes.
2: <laughs> well, again, I just said actually on the, the little bit we've recorded, um the first part of this episode that uh, people often think that the expert's role is to sort of call people out and just tell people off, you know, but in your case, tell Jonathan off for, for saying stuff that he shouldn't have said. But that doesn't really help build the relationship if you just, if they're just doing that. Um, mm. So an hour of like uh, counseling, I guess, mm. is, is a lot. It's more than people would think.
3: It's, it's very intense. And I will say that like on that day, it was incredibly hard like for Jonathan because it was so intense and it wasn't even just coming from the experts. It was coming from, you know, the participants as well because everybody, you know, they want to be able to like give their opinion. I'd say, I mean, to be fair, like even Paul and I had a couple of run-ins. I don't think they really showed it, but like, you know, where he he properly sort of questions you and like it's it can be really difficult. But I think overall, they call out on the things that I think when they feel like someone needs to be actually kind of like have a little bit of consequences and be called out like in front of the group they do that but overall I think that they want to kind of obviously help you and but I think sometimes you have to get all that stuff out first and then like to be honest you probably see all the stuff where it's like get all of that stuff out and then when we're sat there for the other half it's kind of like more you know relaxed and helping us and what can we do next week and that kind of thing so we do get a lot of that but you probably you know don't see as much because it's not as dramatic
1: I feel like I would watch the unedited stuff sometimes. You know, when it was like early Big Brother and you could watch 24 hours of people sleeping. I feel like sometimes with math, when I'm really invested, I was like, I would watch unedited seven hours of this just to know exactly what's been said, who's been pulled up for their bad behaviour.
2: That's reminded me what I was going to say earlier. So on last night's episode, we saw that Shona and Brad didn't actually have a falling out about the honesty box questions. It was about a drinks party where he'd been saying talking shit about her Mm. um so how much of that goes on where it's not being filmed and you're all just hanging out and everyone's having a few drinks and stuff Mm. because that's where i bet things really kind of kick off or can be instigated
3: it absolutely is and i i remember thinking after last season surely they're not going to let these people socialize out of hours like you don't go out anywhere god you're not allowed um but obviously you all live in the same building and you do go and see each other and especially after long filming days you'll go and have a drink together i wasn't i just felt like i was a bit on the outskirts of stuff i wasn't really involved in these parties and stuff but i know that they did go on uh, to be fair at the beginning when everyone gets on as well i obviously went in a bit later but they were all getting on and they were all having little things together but then towards like the end obviously we saw splits in the group so it was like smaller groups hanging out but after the whole sort of like the big um, April uh, Thomas Shanita argument that went on in the toilet at a party that no one you know no one even got to see and that carried on you know I wasn't even there for that and I was like what the heck happens here you know um, we got the today, tapes when something like that happens as the public you're like show us the tapes we need I to- know and I can imagine how frustrating it is um, because you you don't get to see it but obviously there are things that are going to happen but yeah you do socialise and I think that. I completely yeah I mean I, I've yeah we we had like get-togethers and stuff and obviously there's alcohol and things and people are being very honest and people fall out and stuff but yeah I thought they might just put a bit of a ban on it to be honest just because a lot of stuff happens but you know you can't really I mean you can't you know contain people that much you do have to let them have a bit of a life it's not yeah, like prison. I have,
2: I have no social life <laughs> apart from with your prospective partner yeah I think there were you say there were splits in the group. I mean, that final dinner party, it was it was two groups. And I think you were I remember when we spoke to Adrian last year, he was saying Uh, Sophie was sat with them, but she should have been (laughs) on with
3: them. I was, do you know, honestly, like I found this is the thing. And I think why it's hard for me because my experience was incredible and it was once in a lifetime. And like I'm so grateful for my friends now, but it was such a shame. So I wasn't friends with who I kind of would have been mates with on the show just because I was there there for my husband. I was there, you know, and he got on with those people. And I was like, right, well, this is my group really now. I can't, you know, I'm not going to leave him. But um, yeah, it was just, it was so awkward. I mean, you cut the tension with a knife, but it was literally hard half and half and i was like no i'm not on this side
2: (laughs) yeah do you i mean because you went to final final vows you and jonathan
3: Mm, yeah
2: so at that point you were still you still invested then
3: yeah honestly 100 percent. i think we we spent a bit of time apart and that does make you miss them god you've slept next to them for a long time and it's it's crazy um and then you go home and you kind of think about it and stuff. And then you write, you write your vow. You have to write your vows quite early as well. So you know, obviously, you, you can they, you can change them, but you kind of solidify what you're going to do quite, quite early on. Um, but then I think when we went to the vows, I, I was a bit surprised at how sort of friendly his were, well, rather than like you know, kind of I don't know, they, they, they were more like yeah, you know, it's all right. Let's see how it goes. But we were, we were really good then. Um, and then he came to, to my house, like, with my parents and stuff and stayed for a few days, and we had a barbecue with some of my friends and stuff. So, like, we were, we were, like, giving it a go afterwards, and then, yeah, it just sort of fizzled out a bit.
2: I think that's kind of everything. Yeah. I think that's everything. It's been good, though.
3: Oh, I'm, yeah. I'm, it's nice to do it, this, this one. I was excited for it. Thank
2: you so much for joining us. It was a wonderful conversation. We've got a lot of behind-the-scenes. It's nice to hear what you think about the new, the new cast yeah
1: Uh, and thanks for being so honest we can tell that you're a very open character and really appreciate that
2: yeah i promise we won't bring up horse legs anymore
1: (laughs) that's it done (laughs) thank you you're a goddess
3: (laughs) Ah, thanks a lot guys
2: I